And for many of us, myself included, our identities are wrapped up in whether or not at the end of the day we feel like we're man enough. But I got a challenge for all the guys. I challenge you to see if you can use the same qualities that you feel make you a man to go deeper into yourself. That's Justin Baldoni. And this is The Depression Detox Show. Welcome back to the Depression Detox Show, where we share ideas and stories to help you live a happier life. I am your host, Malik Josephs. Happy Wednesday. I am grateful for you tuning in with me today. And we've got actor, author, director, and fellow podcaster, Justin Baldoni, making his debut on the show to talk about the complexities of masculinity and what it takes not only to be a better man, but more importantly, how to be a better human. Here's Justin Baldoni. Enjoy. Now, um, I'm not here to give a history lesson. (laughs) We likely all know how we got here, okay? But I'm just a guy that woke up after 30 years and realized that I was living in a state of conflict conflict with who I feel I am in my core, and conflict with who the world tells me as a man I should be. But I don't have a desire to fit into the current broken definition of masculinity, because I don't just want to be a good man. I want to be a good human. And I believe the only way that can happen is if men learn to not only embrace the qualities that we were told are feminine in ourselves, but to be willing to stand up, to champion and learn from the women who embody them. Now, men, <laughs> I am not saying that everything we've learned is toxic, okay? I'm not saying there's anything inherently wrong with you or me. And men, I'm not saying we have to stop being men. But we need balance, right? We need balance. And the only way things will change is if we take a, a real honest look at the scripts that have been passed down to us from generation to generation and the roles that, as men, we choose to take on in our everyday lives. So speaking of scripts, the first script I ever got came from my dad. My dad is awesome. He's loving, he's kind, he's sensitive, he's nurturing, he's here. (laughs) He's crying. But, sorry, Dad, as a kid, I resented him for it because I blamed him for making me soft, which wasn't welcomed in the small town in Oregon that we had moved to, because being soft meant that I was bullied. See, my dad wasn't traditionally masculine, so he didn't teach me how to use my hands. He didn't teach me how to hunt, how to fight. You know, man stuff. Instead, he taught me what he knew, that being a man was about sacrifice and doing whatever you can to take care of and provide for your family. But there was another role I learned how to play from my dad, 
who I discovered learned it from his dad, a state senator, who later in life had to work nights as a janitor to support his family, and he never told a soul. That role was to suffer in secret, and now three generations later, I find myself playing that role too. So why couldn't my grandfather just reach out to another man and ask for help? Why does my dad to this day still think he's got to do it all on his own? I know men who would rather die than tell another man that they're hurting. But it's not because we're just all like, strong, silent types. It's not. A lot of us men are really good at making friends and talking, just not about anything real. <laughs> If it's about work, or sports, or politics, or women, we have no problem sharing our opinions. But if it's about our insecurities or our struggles, our fear of failure, then it's almost like we become paralyzed. At least, I do. So some of the ways that I've been practicing breaking free of this behavior are by creating experiences that force me to be vulnerable. So if there's something I'm experiencing shame around in my life, I practice diving straight into it, no matter how scary it is. And sometimes, even publicly, <laughs> because then in doing so, I take away its power, and my display of vulnerability can, in some cases, give other men permission to do the same. As an example,、uh, a little while ago, I was wrestling with an issue in my life that I knew I needed to talk to my guy friends about, but I was so paralyzed by fear. That they would judge me and see me as weak, and I would lose my standing as a leader. That I knew I had to take them out of town on a three-day guys trip, <laughs> just to open up. And guess what? It wasn't until the end of the third day that I finally found the strength to talk to them about what I was going through. But when I did, something amazing happened. I realized that I wasn't alone. Because my guys had also been struggling, and as soon as I found the strength and the courage to share my shame, it was gone. Now I've learned over time that if I want to practice vulnerability, then I need to build myself a system of accountability. So I've been really blessed as an actor.、Um, I've built a really wonderful fan base,、uh, really, really sweet and engaged, and so I decided to use my social platform as kind of this Trojan horse. Wherein I could create a daily practice of authenticity and vulnerability. The response has been incredible. It's been affirming. It's been heartwarming. I get tons of love and press and positive messages daily. But it's all from a certain demographic: <laughs> women. <laughs> This is real. <laughs> Why are only women following me? Where are the men? <laughs> About a year ago, I posted this photo. Now, afterwards, I was scrolling through some of the comments, and I noticed that one of my female fans had tagged her boyfriend in the picture, and her boyfriend responded by saying, "Please stop tagging me in gay." <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> As if being gay makes you less of a man, right? So I took a deep breath. And I responded. I said, "I said, 
very politely that I was just curious because I'm on an exploration of masculinity and I wanted to know why my love for my wife qualified as gay. <laughs> and then I said, honestly, I just wanted to learn. <laughs> Now, he immediately wrote me back. I thought he was going to go off on me, but instead he apologized. He told me how growing up, public displays of affection were looked down on. He told me that he was wrestling and struggling with his ego and how much he loved his girlfriend and how thankful he was for her, for her patience. And then a few weeks later, he messaged me again. This time he sent me a photo of him on one knee proposing. And all he said was, thank you. I've been this guy. I get it. See, publicly, he was just playing his role, rejecting the feminine, right? But secretly, he was waiting for permission to express himself, to be seen, to be heard. And all he needed was another man holding him accountable and creating a safe space for him to feel. And the transformation was instant. I loved this experience because it showed me that transformation is possible, even over direct messages. So I wanted to figure out how I could reach more men, but of course, none of them were following me. <laughs> so I tried an experiment. I started posting more stereotypically masculine things, <laughs> like my challenging workouts, my meal plans, my journey to heal my body after an injury. And guess what happened? Men started to write me. And then, out of the blue, for the first time in my entire career, a male fitness magazine called me. And they said they wanted to honor me as one of their game changers. <laughs> is that really game changing? <laughs> Or is it just conforming? And see, that's the problem. It's totally cool for men to follow me when I talk about guy stuff and I conform to gender norms. But if I talk about how much I love my wife or my daughter or my 10-day-old son, how I believe that marriage is challenging but beautiful, or how as a man I struggle with body dysmorphia, or if I promote gender equality, then only the women show up. Where are the men? So men, men, men. <laughs> men. I understand. <laughs> Growing up, we tend to challenge each other. We got to be the toughest, the strongest, the bravest men that we can be. And for many of us, myself included, our identities are wrapped up in whether or not at the end of the day we feel like we're man enough. But I got a challenge for all the guys, because men love challenges. <laughs> I challenge you to see if you can use the same qualities that you feel make you a man to go deeper into yourself, your strength, your bravery, your toughness? Can we redefine what those mean and use them to explore our hearts? Are you brave enough to be vulnerable, to reach out to another man when you need help, to dive headfirst into your shame? Are you strong enough to be sensitive, 
to cry, whether you are hurting or you're happy, even if it makes you look weak. So back to my dad. Growing up, yeah, like every boy, I had my fair share of issues. But now I realize that it was even thanks to his sensitivity and emotional intelligence that I'm able to stand here right now talking to you in the first place. The resentment I had for my dad, I now realize had nothing to do with him. It had everything to do with me, and my longing to be accepted and to play a role that was never meant for me. So while my dad may have not taught me how to use my hands, he did teach me how to use my heart. And to me, that makes him more of a man than anything. Big thanks to Justin Baldoni for stopping by. I got this clip from YouTube, and it is entitled "Why I'm Done Trying to Be Man Enough." Justin Baldoni. And if you'd like to connect with him, you can go to his Instagram, Justin Baldoni. And he has a podcast which is entitled "The Man Enough Podcast." He also has two books. One of them being a New York Times bestseller, and that one's entitled "Man Enough." Undefining My Masculinity, and his most recent book is entitled Boys Will Be Human, a get real gut check guide to becoming the strongest, kindest, bravest person you can be. And oh, I apologize. This is a New York Times bestseller. And the one I mentioned prior, I believe is not. So just to clarify that. And this book, the most recent one I just spoke about is geared towards kids that are about 10 years and older. So just to put that in context as well. And everything I just mentioned, along with a link to the entire talk, will be in the show description. And um, that is a wrap for me. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. And I look forward to seeing you tomorrow. So until then, stay strong. Later. Later.